Hey everyone, welcome to Seen That, the podcast where we talk about cult and classic movies we haven't seen until now. In this week's episode, we're discussing Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging and why Avril... Hey everyone. ...hasn't seen that and much, much more. Hope you all enjoy. I shouldn't be surprised because it's the holidays, but not even a pandemic can seem to slow down the holidays because I still feel pressed for time. I still feel stressed out about gifts and whatnot. (laughs) Like all the same stressors that the holidays bring, I still feel them even while we're still enduring uh, COVID. Oh, totally. I feel somehow more stressed out because I can't wrap all of my gifts. I'm just like sending them to a lot of people. Not every place I'm buying from has like a make this a gift option. Or like I can't write a note. So I'm like, they're going to open it or they're not going to know it's for me or they're going to think I was lazy. I don't know. I'm just like, there's too many things that could happen or I won't get there because everyone's ordering gifts this year. It's just a lot. Yeah. But I am kind of excited that I won't have to wrap a thousand things. I don't know. I am trying to buy local, though. I think mm-hmm. I think a decent amount of people I know are as well. Um, obviously, to keep local businesses running. Um, and yeah. I honestly find it more convenient. Um, I don't have to worry about shipping and it getting to the person on time. I can just go there, get the thing, and, um, you know, give it to them in a safe way around Christmas. Um, and speaking of local establishments yeah uh again shout out to coolidge corner theater in brookline just up the street from where i live i got an email from them saying that they're going to do a program because they haven't been open this entire time again so some of the things they've been doing to sort of keep themselves going is Mm -hmm. renting out movies to um, patrons so they have a whole Wong car y series that they're going to be doing soon where you can rent oh, awesome. In the Mood for Love and a couple of his other films. I think all the ones that have been highly regarded and critically acclaimed. Um, I think there's like four they're going to be renting out. I don't know if I'll be doing that, but I've done, I'm definitely tempted to. Um, and I've like thought, I'm like, See? would I know anybody that like this would be a good gift for them? So just sort yeah. of making a connection See? to I feel like you, you could totally do it and like see I mean I don't know how much they're going for but um just to see how his other movies compare right. to In the Mood for Love. So if you guys don't remember, Wong Kar Wai was the um director of our of the In the Mood for Love, which was our fifth, fifth? sixth episode? That was like halfway. That was like the halfway point. Wow. Um did he so write that ago. movie too? Um I'm not sure he may have had a hand in the script writing. Mm. Um, not sure. But yes. Probably a little bit. Some of the other films that they were showing d- by him look very interesting. So I, I might seriously do it. Yeah. And if I do, I'll definitely um, let everybody know. Yeah. Let us know what we need to go see. I mean, we can we make another see. episode out of that. Um, yeah. So that'd be great. More content. Yeah. <sighs> Speaking of content, let's get into... The content of this podcast. Um, <laughs> this week, we're talking about um, 
Angus thongs, and perfect snogging. I don't know how many of you guys actually may have heard of this, but in our world, in my world, it was a big deal once upon a time, kind of like High School Musical. So um, yeah, if you haven't seen it, check it out if you want to, but you may form an opinion after this. Um, yeah, so Angus thongs and perfect snogging. I didn't actually, or I forgot, had forgotten this, but it's based on the book Angus Thongs and Full Frontal slog Snogging. Slogging. By a slogging. It's a slog. No, it's a quick read. Um, <laughs> uh, by Louise Renanson. And I actually had forgotten there was the book. And I forgot that I read the book. Um, I think after I had seen this movie. Um, but that's why I was confused when we were like, you know, going through the list and everything. I was like why is it called Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging? Did they, like, change the title for, like, American audiences or something? And did I see, like, the British version? No, Angus Thongs and Full Frontal Snogging is just the name of the book. Um, yeah, and it's uh, the first book in a series of ten. And, yeah, but the movie Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging was released July 2008 um, by, like, Nickelodeon Movies or Nickelodeon Studios, um, and it was the first Nickelodeon movie that was PG-13. Yeah, I saw so that funny. too on the wiki page. <laughs> um, I, this is questionable, but I found this somewhere online that said they had a budget of a million dollars to make this and cumulative, um, worldwide, it grossed, uh, like almost 15 million, um, which is not high in terms of movies, but it was a pretty low budget movie. So they made it. You know, yeah, made a they profit. Broke even and then some. Yeah, so um, the director is uh, Gurinder Chada. Um, writer also Gurinder Chada, Paul Mayeda, um, Will McRobb, and Chris Viscardi. They, those guys all wrote the. And um, Gurinder Chada is a woman. Um, but that woman and um, those three guys wrote the screenplay. And then it stars Georgia Groom as Georgia Nicholson, Aaron Tyler Johnson as Robbie, and Karen Taylor as Connie Nicholson. There's a lot of other stars, but those are kind of the main three. Um, you kind of only really need to know Georgia and Robbie. Um, and you can stream it. I streamed it on Vudu, but it, I saw it was also on Amazon Video. Um, and I think a couple other, like, TV subscription apps. Okay, so... Yeah, I know this This actually wasn't released in the United States, like, in the theaters. It came out on Nickelodeon, I think. They had all these trailers, and it was, like, a big, like, TV movie premiere. Even though it actually premiered in the UK and Ireland, like, in theaters, and did really, really well with audiences over there. And so, also, like, knowing you, have, and knowing that you, like, have introduced me to, like, a lot of British, like, movies and TV and, you know, comedians and all these things I was surprised so to hear that you hadn't seen this so Avril why hadn't you seen that when I became obsessed with movies and I started to venture out into lesser known flicks and you know just started to discover movies on my own I started to become very judgmental of films that just first, you know, first impression off the bat didn't look like something I would enjoy. So mm -hmm. whatever the equivalent is of judging a book by its cover, I would do that with movies. 
and I was only 13 or 14 when this came out. I mean, we were basically the age of Georgia, of, you know, yeah. this group of girls. We were in eighth grade. Yeah. Going into, Ninth. like, our freshman year yeah. of high school. So, like, we were the target audience for this movie. Like, dead on. <laughs> right on. So, I, being of that age, sort of sort of drawing a connection to Georgia, thinking you're more mature than you are and you know more than you mm. do. I was like, this movie is beneath me. It looks childish. It looks uh, cheesy. It looks not something I would be interested in. It's not up to my caliber of film. So I yeah. avoided it on my own. And Honestly, I don't, this part I can't answer. I don't know how you and I didn't watch it together because you were raving about it for what seemed like a very long time. And our friends- I mean, I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> no, that's not, that's not a dig. It just, it was talked about constantly in our friend group. And while I didn't want to see it on my own, I would have definitely just gritted my teeth and watched it with you and our friends at a sleepover. And I just don't know how that didn't happen. I know, like, we mentioned this a little bit in our last episode at the end, but I truly, like, I, Avril was always at sleepovers at my house. I was always at sleepovers at her house. I, we truly don't know what scenario could have taken place where, like, we watched this with all of our other (laughs) girlfriends and not each other. Like, that's the most insane thing. I've ever I think like that's that baffles me when COVID is hopefully over or at least we have a vaccine that's effective and it does feel safe to be inside with with people again you and I just for like the sake should watch it together and we can essentially recreate a sleepover 10 plus years later so we can say that we've watched it together yeah although your earlier like reasoning you sort of Thinking it was beneath you. This isn't in a bad way, but that tracks just because when I met Avril in third grade, she was watching like Austin Powers. So this was definitely <laughs> by the time we were in eighth grade, way beneath. Yeah, way, it was beyond. Avril was beyond this. I was so. like Nickelodeon, Schmodian. I'm watching things on MTV. I'm watching things on HBO. I I know you were always introducing me to cool things because I feel like my parents didn't introduce me to anything like like that like you introduced me to disney channel i was like what is this you're welcome i only have cartoon network like (laughs) (laughs) i was like i'm sitting here watching spongebob for my whole life (laughs) i mean i will give nickelodeon credit there spongebob's a great show spongebob is still like truly anyway (laughs) tangent but spongebob like rings true like vintage spongebob (laughs) rings true still and like I can always tell if I'm going to like someone if they are like a 90s kid and they're like, oh, Spongebob jokes, that's awesome. And if they aren't, I'm like, fuck you, you're weird and I don't trust you. (laughs) Anyway, Nickelodeon, it all comes full circle. So that's why you hadn't seen that. So going into it, did you know anything going into it? Like, did you know, I don't think any of me or, or the rest of our friends had any like necessarily like inside jokes about this movie but um do you remember us like saying anything are there any phrases or like um or and also like what were your thoughts kind of before seeing it for the first part of that question 
everybody was talking about Aaron Taylor Johnson. Johnston? Um, Aaron Tyler Johnson. Yes. Aaron Tyler Johnson. Um, why am I fucking up his name? The main guy. Like, you just call him Aaron Tyler, I guess. Or Aaron Johnson. I don't know why there was a Tyler in that. I forgot that, like... Anyway, we can just call him Aaron. It's fine. Aaron. Everybody was talking <laughs> about him and how hot he was and how, you know... Oh, he's a British hunk. And so, like, that is sort of what I think of when I think of this movie, which feels um, kind of shitty because it's a movie about a young girl. Um, like, that's the more important message is, like, loving yourself and, like, being happy with who you are and having a solid friend group, not, like, just some hot guy. Anyway. Yeah, but he her whole journey is, like... <laughs> I know, and we'll. Oh, I'm sure we'll get into that. But oh yeah, we will. That is, but yes, that is, is my first. Like when I think of this movie, I think of him, and this is kind yeah. of what got him started. Like he became a big actor star after this movie. This sort of like shot him into fame because yeah. it got him. I think he did something. Kick-ass. One of the superhero things. That, yes, he did, he did kick ass. And like he right. is kick ass. Like this gave him that opportunity for that movie, and then that's what really got him into the mainstream um, mm-hmm. Hollywood. Uh, stratosphere so him I do feel like people started to say snogging um, just to kind of be cheeky and like you know uh-huh. they would just say that because it seemed cool to them and like there's a ton of slang in this movie way more than I expected you're right there wasn't a ton of inside jokes uh, about the movie with our friend group or even with other people that I knew that had seen it I think yeah. it was just more of like this main character and her group of friends are relatable and it's funny and it's British. So that's cool. Like anything mm-hmm. British when we were in middle school and beginning of high school was the shit. I oh, yeah. like, I think even actually going back to the, the first question, I was watching uh-huh. a show called skins at this time. I was going to say, and that it was like rated R shit, you know, sex, drugs, yeah, this is why Avril was above it. And I was like, Angus Long's a perfect snogging. Try me. Like, I'm watching way more intense shit at 14. Oh my god. So, yeah. Anything British for us was just so fucking cool. In terms of impressions before seeing it, I yeah, I definitely had this idea that it's just like this kind of... um, What's the word? Hokey... You know, it's a Nickelodeon movie, so it's, like, sort of made for TV, or it's just, like, it's made to be kid-friendly. And, again, it just, it had so much kid association with it that I mm-hmm. couldn't, like, that really colored, in a negative way, unfortunately, what I thought of the movie. So I'm like, oh, this is meant for kids, like, it's not really for me, and it's probably not going to be that funny, because uh, all the jokes mm-hmm. can only be so dirty or so uh, raunchy, and... I also, to be honest, didn't find Aaron that attractive. I was like, "Why? what's the big deal? He's cute. But, like, I'm really into Tony from Skins, who was played by Nicholas Holt. So I had my eyes on other oh, British boys. Oh. Did you like Tom, the brother? Yes, he was really cute. Uh, I was okay. I feel like him. most people kind of liked one or the other. Yeah. Um, Robbie, for me, like, hit... Like, whatever I thought my, like, type was, I was like, yes, we, like, are both brunette, and he's so hot, and, like, he he had- would, we would look good together. Like, it was so stupid. But, yes, way back. I mean, when I was watching it, I did get that little bit of, like, 
Oh, like you used to think he was so cute. Yeah. And I still think he's cute. I mean, yeah, no, he, and um, like, that's something I will admit now that watching it, among other things that I'll touch on, he he was very cute and, you know, sweet looking. And he was 18. So like, he was pretty young too. Uh, so I just, yeah. again, was, thought I was above it all. Thought I was, you know, never going to be into that stuff. So why even bother? Um, which now I'm like, it would have been fun to watch that at a sleepover. Like, that would have been a good time with friends. Uh, and I think even watching it on my own, I'm sure I would have found it enjoyable more so than I, um, you know, at the time was thinking I would. Yeah. I'm j- I was just thinking, I was like, wow, it's so good that you I became friends with you because, like, I was stuck watching, like, all this, like, kid stuff, and then you were like, no, you need to watch the show called Skins, and not the American version. There's the Oh, my God. Version. The American version? I never even watched it, but I, I heard... I watched it for, like, a hot second. I heard it sucked. I heard it was awful. I don't remember much of it, honestly. I clearly haven't grown out of my 14-year-old self, because I'm, like, literally judging, and I've never seen it. <laughs> it sucks, I mean, I've never I, ha- I don't remember anything about it, so... I can't say anything positive, but I also can't say anything negative. Okay, so now having seen it, what are your grown-up impressions of it? (laughs) Um, Yeah, what are your impressions and, like, overall thoughts of it? Okay, it is pretty hokey. It is pretty cheesy. It is pretty, you know, yeah, it is kind of all the things I uh, suspected it would be. And that's not to pat my 14 year old self on the back but I even now though like yes like that's been affirmed I still enjoy this movie (laughs) it's still fun it's still it is more funny than I thought I really love Georgia like rooted for her all the damn way and I really love the actress that plays her like she I wish was in more stuff like I don't really know her in anything else or from anything else prior or after um this movie yeah. She's so charismatic and charming, and I related to her in many ways. And I think, in a way, I, I think I just come back overall with a feeling of, like, you know, a bit of FOMO. Like, shit, I should have watched this mm-hmm. with you guys at that time because I found more things in this movie that I related to and that I liked than not. And not every, you know, all movies have their flaws. I mean... Maybe not all, but most have their issues. And so it's like, whatever, if like the scene is stupid or, you know, like this acting like is a little awkward, like it's just a, it's just a movie about coming of age and figuring yourself out and also like learning to like be okay with yourself and your flaws. And like, that's such a good message, especially at that time, at that age when we would have been watching it or when you guys were watching it. Um, So I, I think... I was way too harsh uh, at the time. And I definitely wish I had pursued a sleepover where I knew it was being watched. Mm. Well, I guess I, that's the whole thing. I didn't know. So you somehow just, yeah, totally didn't um, cross paths <laughs> with that. But it is a fun movie. I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that I have seen it. Good. Yay. I mean, yeah, it is one of those things where now like watching it now you're like oh yeah it's like a little cheesy yeah but I mean there are way cheesier things like right 
we, um, for like a test episode for this podcast, you guys, we actually watched High School Musical again. And like, I found that way more cheesy. And like, there was a lot more cringe, like cheese moments in that than this movie, I thought. Um, I I completely agree. <laughs> I was actually thinking of that while watching this. I'm like, I really liked High School Musical. Yet I was so critical of this thing and I never even saw it. Like there's way more awkward moments in that movie than there are in this. Or like moments where I was like, Ugh, why did they do that? Or like, this is weird. Or like, this is boring. You know, like mm-hmm. I just, more of that in that movie than in this. Yeah. Do you think your 13 or 14 year old self would have liked this if you'd seen it back with us at the sleepovers? Yes. <laughs> I feel like that was a big part of it too. Like we all kind of, like, it wasn't like we were like, this is our favorite movie or like, this is like a piece of cinematic right. genius. Like, we were just like, this is all, this is so fun and we can relate to all of these things that this girl is going through and we're all like watching right. it together. Like, it was just fun. And I think, and I, I'm uh, not proud to say this, but I think a part of me was like, how the fuck does she end up with this attractive guy when like, she's not this conventionally attractive young girl, which is so mean uh, of me to think, but that... I I think shows my insecurities as a 14 year old of like, you know, I can't see myself in her because I know there's no guy out there looking like him that would ever be into me. Uh, So why am I going to watch? Think I did not think that then. And I now know that was, you know, negative uh, thinking and, and that wasn't productive, but I think that unfortunately played into why I didn't want to watch it of just, well, that's not realistic and that's not relatable. So I'm not going to watch this movie because it's, it's, you know, going to give me false hope, which is fucked up. And I'm, you know, I'm sad that I even thought that, but. Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously my 14 year old self loved this because I was like watching it all the time and you were hearing about it from me, but even yeah, watching it again now, I've had a daughter who was 14 and like, or like a cousin, a little cousin who was fourteen. I feel like I would want them to like this because you're right. It is like a positive movie, and it's like kind of one of I don't know. This might be a leap, but I think it was cool what they did, where they were like, "This girl is kind of messing up like everything you think," but like this guy doesn't care, and like she's right. also kind of reacting to things um, a little bit differently, like. Every time she sort of gets caught in, like, a weird, like, her legs are orange or, like, her hair, like, falls out. Like, she just sort of laughs it off and she's like, oh, no. And then, like, kind of just moves on <laughs> from it. And even though she, like, is saying the lines, like, oh, my life is, like, just so, you know, it's a catastrophe. I feel like she kind of, like, actually doesn't think that because she kind of, like, moves on. I don't know. <laughs> Does that, did you, I don't know. That's not really a question. No, I, I totally agree with that, especially with the hair falling out thing. I was like, yeah, I guess you, there's all these moments, I think specifically with Aaron's character, Robbie, right? Yeah. Robbie. Where you're expecting her to like flub her words and like, you know, say something weird or awkward or, you know, just get really embarrassed. And like, sometimes she does, but it doesn't ruin the moment. Yeah. It just, it's like, it makes her more endearing, I think, to him. And I found, as a viewer, I felt like she was, you know, more endearing and more interesting. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I appreciate that, that it, like, doesn't, like, kill and make the situation awkward. It actually makes it, it kind of opens it up to the, to it being more 
fun and exploratory and like continues on. It doesn't just end there and it's just like a laugh. Well, that was weird. Yeah. Moving on. Um, I know we talked about that some of it definitely is cheesy, was cheesy a little bit, but um, were there any uh, situations that you like really related to or that felt like kind of realistic to you? I definitely related to, I think just the, I don't know if it's like one scene, but the theme of, you know, puberty and kind of like filling out and, you Mm -hmm. know, um, being jealous of other females, your other female peers with, you know, certain um, body features that you don't have or that you do have and you don't want. Um, Just, you know, constantly comparing yourself to others. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely, I related to that. And I, you know, still struggle with that too. You know, insecurities. um, Yeah, and we all do. Right. About your body, I feel like are sort of a lifelong struggle or can be. Mm -hmm. Um, And they definitely are for me. So, you know, that rang true then, it rings true now. We didn't really have this issue in our friend group in high school, but I've definitely experienced it post uh, high school and post grad college of having friends just sort of get very absorbed and involved with their significant others. Mm. To a point where, I mean, I've, you know, luckily, knock on wood, never had to lose a friend or, like, get into, um, yeah you know, any sort of, like, fight or, like, argument about it with a friend. But I've definitely noticed, you know, people close in my life for a period of time get so heavily involved with a significant other that, like, you sort of do feel like your friendship has changed or you don't see them as much. And it just, it becomes, you know, it can be hard to deal with. So that too. Yeah, watching it again, I, there were so many things that I, like, forgotten about. Like, having to sleep over with all the, like, blankets and things. I just, like, brought me back to, like, my yeah. dad's basement when we would, like, have, like, exactly. basically a fort between, like, two couches and the hammock. And, like, it was crazy. And we were just... Ordering Domino's pizza. I know. <laughs> Domino's. And we had, like, ice cream sundaes. Like, how are we not... Oh, my God. Oh, I don't understand. Um, Those were so much fun. I know. I really miss like it. Just it made me, it made me so nostalgic for like that specific, like what you like the picture you just painted. Like that was what I was thinking of. And I was like, fuck, I miss. No, that so I much. really was almost like, wow, those were the good old days. Like, those were so fun. <laughs> I was like, yeah. whoa, that's sad that I missed that. Um, no, but we were also like all. I mean, it wasn't to their level of like, God, I don't know why. Like, we would never like do a quiz with rating our attractiveness to each other that would be terrible but we definitely I mean I don't remember any of them but we definitely like played certain games like that or like I don't know like Mary F. Kit you know those things or or things never have I ever yeah never have I ever all these things like that um where back then it was like so crazy to do like and it was really funny yeah um and yeah, just the picture of all of us like at someone's house, like just in like a heap of blankets. Like, it's just it's and, so funny. And like giving each other advice. Like yeah. we didn't have a snogging scale, but we did talk about like the spectrum that is like first base, second being base. Inti- yeah, like yeah, being intimate with pe- with people you're attracted to. 
or that like you think you might be attracted to and like yeah touching and kissing and like what does this mean like does hookup mean sex or does hookup mean make out like we would have those kinds of conversations all the time and they were so enriching and so helpful and I know great but it is so funny too because I related or like I remembered like because exactly we were that you know right on the money specific target audience for that and like right the, the same age as those girls so like hearing them kind of talk about oh, this one girl's, like, the expert because she has, like, this foreign boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Like, it reminded me of, like, oh, if someone, like, hooked up with someone over the summer or, like, at camp or something, and we'd be like, oh, my God, like, what do you know? Like, it was just ridiculous. (laughs) Like, like, oh, my gosh. But it brought me back to those things, too, where I'm like, yeah, we all, like, we, like, didn't know much, but, like, we were trying to, like, piece together, like, little things of information. (laughs) (laughs) something I also just thought of that I related to a little bit when I was younger than 14 but it definitely like stuck with me um even in high school was the fear that my parents would get divorced um Mm. and so like I was a surprise that was a subplot in the movie like I did not see that coming I had no idea that was even gonna be uh a thing in this so I was sort of like pleasantly surprised if that makes sense just because again like I was like oh yeah I definitely remember feeling this fear and this worry and having this anxiety when I was a kid and a young teen about my parents um so I appreciated that they included that because it sort of played for laughs and it's sort of a bit cheeky I guess but it like that concept definitely resonated with me yeah I I could see that and I've known that to be something that a lot of my friends with parents who've like been together up till now um, or beyond like that's still a fear they have or that's some things sometimes that they um, you know maybe things were on the rocks or you don't know but like that's a worry that I just remember and like that's interesting you bring it up because yeah I, I mean you know my parents divorced when I was really young so, and they actually had a very amicable, amicable divorce. So, I mean, I don't know. You could ask my therapist, but I'm pretty okay. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but she might have something else to say. But no, I mean, it is something where I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I I don't have the fear of that happening because it's already happened. But I do sometimes now mm-hmm. feel that fear of, like, you know, with both of my step-parents now. So. Oh, I... Also found the subplot of Jazz, right? Yes. Her her best best friend. friend. Yes. Yeah. What a name, Jazz. I know. Jazz. But I also related to them, too, because it's like, George is brunette and Jazz is a redhead. Um, I don't, we don't have. Jazz is a redhead? Well, she's like strawberry blonde. I know you have like red auburn hair. It's like very similar. I, if anybody doesn't know what I look like, just uh, listen to the song Jolene by Dolly Parton, and that's me. Auburn hair. Except I've grown up <laughs> my whole life thinking Avril was skin. a redhead, and like now I'm like, wait, are you not? Um, <laughs> it's a whole debate we've been having recently. Sort of off yeah. This podcast. Yeah, we'll have to post a photo of both of us on the Instagram and just see what people say. Yeah, exactly. Um, I can do a poll. Okay. <laughs> Oh, so Jazz being a shitty friend, in my opinion, and maybe we can dive into this right now, but this is something I did want to touch on, that 
again, I pulled for Georgia the entire way from the moment I saw her in that stuffed olive costume. I know. Until the end when she's walking down the boardwalk with uh, Robbie. I, I was like, you're great. But her, I thought Jazz was uh, being a really shitty friend for part of the movie. And I'm glad that they reconcile and, yeah. you know, make up. And she planned her entire surprise birthday party, which, holy shit. I know, that was a big party, um, too. Yeah, I'm like, you should go into party planning, because F14, if you can do this. I know. Lord knows I mean, what I you know can that do. she had help with the mom and everything, but, like, I... Right. Also, throwback, that was another thing that I, like, related to. Me oh, and yeah. our girlfriends threw Avril a surprise party in my oh. dad's basement, and that was a lot of work, but it was nothing like this party. That was... It was, like... Still to this day, that's... If not my favorite birthday of all time, it's it's one of my favorite birthdays. It was birthdays. so much that fun. Was such it was a like fun birthday and day. What theme was it? It was like neon or something. It was a it was a rave. Theme. Oh, it, it was, it like was a skin rave. Theme. Okay, because it was like all these neon colors it was crazy. and like you had like lights in the basement, and we had like whole dance floor area. It was really fun. Oh, we had so a lot of glow great. in the dark paint. I remember. Yeah. And a lot of banners. And there was a lot of, like, caution tape. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. (sighs) It's really fun. (laughs) Such good mems in your dad's basement. I know. The basement. (laughs) That sounds kind of weird. No, I know. No, but it is. Between you and I. (laughs) It was a place for Um, all the... So the audience knows. That was, like, me and my sisters. Plural sisters, not only singular. um, Hangout. Like, we all yeah, just that was the hangout spot. that was the one place unless they were doing laundry that the adults never went and they were just like yeah. this is your territory do whatever the fuck you want like yeah hang out you know great. and when we were having sleepovers it was just like free range i mean my parents knew that we were having this party but it was like i mean still like <laughs> people used to call it like bomb shelter parties but like there was there was there was a staircase that like went down to the basement from our kitchen so it wasn't like but there was one part of the basement where you could exit or enter like from like the storm door outside (laughs) so people would be like oh the bomb shelter and i'm like no it's just our basement Point just being that that basement, a lot of great times were had. We had so many fun things in that basement. Too. So we many had like fun a times. hammock, and like all these oh, like yeah. low couch cushions before they were like trendy at Urban Outfitters. Yes, they were from like pottery right, like the barn banana, or something. The banana chair, or like yeah, we had a lot of that, bean like, bags. Swung. This TV that was such a dinosaur. It was like the size of a oh, wall, yeah. but it was huge. I know. It was a huge TV, like not a flat screen, you guys. Like it was kind of like a big. I don't even know, like just a, just a block. I have no idea. It was crazy. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, I just that whole the again sort of subplot the relationship between Jazz and Georgia changing because she gets this boyfriend, uh, but specifically her, um, you know, taking. Uh, I'm forgetting everybody's name. Tom. Just, they're like, they're, no, no, no. The female, Lindsay, I think. Yeah, Lindsay. Their whole rift, Georgia and Jazz's rift, um, that I found, you know, 
not relatable necessarily, but just a realistic and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like that is sort of a cliche, like the friend gets a boyfriend and becomes so absorbed by him yeah. that she then loses sight of the friendship with the bestie who's been there for her all along. Like, yeah, that's a bit overplayed um, and sort of, you know, we all know that plot, but um, I just thought their dynamic worked really well. And like, that was realistic and it doesn't really get resolved other than like she plans her birthday party and it's sort of all is forgiven, which is like, whatever. Yeah. But I, um, I just, I appreciated that. I think it was just done in a more kind of mature, realistic way, which I appreciated. Yeah, I agree. I think like in most movies, um, especially like rom-coms, I, I know that's like weird to relate to this cause this is sort of like a tween like movie, but yeah. the closest thing I can relate this to is like a rom-com and in most of those, it just always feels like people aren't, like, talking to each other. And even while there's that, you're right, like, stereotypical trope of, oh, the best friend is now, like, making out with her boyfriend all over the place. She still is, like, doing um, things. I think you mean snogging. Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> she's still doing things with um, Georgia and trying to plan her party and things like that. It's not like she's totally gone and been like, peace, I'm going to, like, just only hang out with this guy now. But you see a right. little bit of that, but it's not, like, completely gone. So. It's like an evolution, which I think is adds to the realism. It's like, it's not just, like, one day she's friends, and then the next day she's right. got a boyfriend. Bye. You, like, see it happen over time. Right. And then also I thought it was realistic that even though George is like, okay, she's, like, kind of has th- this boyfriend now, like didn't wasn't according to my plan but like what do we do now she's like okay so you need to talk to so-and-so and and, like get him to whatever because it's like i i related to that too because it was like if any of us were like this sounds so it makes us sound really cool um if any of us were like friends with a boy in like seventh grade or eighth grade like we were like oh my god can you like ask his friend like like we didn't know what we were doing like it was so stupid I definitely remember in high school, though, when you were dating um, someone that I, I don't know if I asked you directly, but I remember any time, like, you would tell me, like, oh, this person told me that <laughs> you're really cool and they think you're really funny. And it was, like, somebody, like, I was not friends with, I barely talked to, who I oh thought my God. Like <laughs> I was just so thrown off. But, yeah, like, this whole, like, somebody that you are really close with being connected to somebody you're not terribly close with or, like, has an out, has, like, another, like, circle outside of yours. Yeah. Uh, like, giving you information. From outside the circle the, is insane. It's like, yeah. 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 I kind of, okay, this sounds so lame, but I kind of miss that. Or I also, like, it kind of happens in offices, too, but I kind of miss, like, if there's a team you're not like working with or something like I think I just miss people but like, same I just miss <laughs> human interactions um no but like yeah if there was like anyone that was friends with like because we all you know sort of merged with people outside our circles we weren't like you know her, her, hermits all together um so if anyone had any information of like not like we were desperate for it but if just in passing it was like, oh, so-and-so, like, said this thing you did in, like, English was cool. Or it's just something dumb like that. You'd be like, what? Like, oh, my God. Because it was just, I don't know, really fun. <laughs> you, like, lived. I just related, like, 
to Georgia's and all of their friends' needs for, like, living for those, like, little pieces of information that even if it wasn't someone you had a crush on, it could be, like, a girl you thought was cool and you, like, wanted to be friends with. Like, it just, I mean, all that stuff. Right. Still is relatable to me. I mean. Or, and and this is, like, a short scene um, that I, I also wanted to touch on, but they get invited to someone's party. Maybe it's Lindsay's, I forget, but they get invited to some big party. Yeah. And that reminded me of, like, the few times we got invited. I don't know if it was through you and who you knew, but there were a couple times in high school where, like, we got invited to parties and I'm just like, I don't know that many people here. Or, like, I know them, but we're not friends. And, like, I'm just going to, like, bop around and, like, try to be inconspicuous. I know. But, like, also feeling really cool inside. I'm like, I'm here. I'm at this party. I know. And, like, I'm not a loser because I'm here. It was so awkward, though, because uh, I feel like once we, like, got to... This is so sad. But once we got to those parties, I'm like, well, I still don't like any of these people. Or right. not that I, I... I was just like, I just don't... I, I'm not friends with any of these people, so, like, now what do I do? I'm only here with my significant other who's right. cooler than me, and, like, they got me into this party. So you're like... Okay, but then our group started having our own parties, and then people thought we were cool. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, for uh, like five or fifteen seconds of fame, or whatever, fifteen minutes of fame, that we were cool. But yeah, those parties <laughs> made me realize that our friend group could just throw a party, and I would have way more fun. I, would I think that's why a we last time and still do. A lot of us are a core yeah. friend group that have, are still very much close friends today. This is for the audience. You know this. Um, <laughs> TBT to parties, by I the way. I know. I think that's probably why I'm like, oh my god, like yeah. live in the days. Like, no, I'm just like, I just want to go to Seriously. a party. Um, right. <laughs> so, speaking of other things relatable, did you like the way that the parents were portrayed? Um, because for me, I thought generally they were pretty realistic, and George's reaction to them was relatable. In my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I... A little bit dramatized, but yeah. Right, of course. Um, yeah, the, the relationship between George and her parents, very relatable. I had sort of a similar one with mine. But the parents' relationship, this is kind of fucked up, but I was sort of taken aback at how, like, lovey-dovey they were. I'm oh. like, that is not something I'm used to. Um, and that's, like, no shade on my own parents, just I didn't... My parents didn't act like that around me. Um, so that was just not something I, like, had a direct... Uh, I could, like, pick up on from a direct experience with. But um, I do think that's important to show in movies, like, aimed at young teens. Is, like, I would consider that a healthy relationship. And, like, I think that is... You know, this movie's a light movie. Yeah. And so I... like. I'm glad that that was like another aspect of, of it being sort of this, um, you know, of a lighter subject matter. Also, it's Nickelodeon, so yeah. like they can only have so much like tension. Yeah, I just noted just because I was remembering like um, our talk during Karate Kid where we were like these parents kind of suck and oh, uh, and and yeah. Johnny's mom sucks and I just even though they were a little bit dramatic and cheesy, I generally thought like okay I kind of think George's parents are acting like exactly the way like parents would probably act I I generally was just like 
okay, yeah. Like, they're kind of not really getting in her way, but she is, like, thinking that they're getting in her way, you know? Um, right. So, I don't know. I just noted that, and I was like, yeah, they're, like, doing kind of everything right, whereas a lot of other, like, parental figures in movies, I'm like, you're really being neg- neglectful. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a really good thing to to make note of. So thank you for sort of giving more context. Yeah, I think I, I was coming agree. at it from like sort of one space, so. But I but I agree with that. Um, and you're right. I agree, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, do you think this movie holds up? I mean, it was made. It's like, I can't, I don't know what you want to say it. Like 12, 12 years, years ago. ago. Yeah, I would say this holds up. Overall, it does. Um, the fashion, very much of its time. Yeah. The, the hair, tech, very much of its time. Very much of its time. The music, very much of its time. I wanted to talk about the music. Like, just what were your thoughts on the soundtrack? I liked it more than I, again, expected. I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't know all the bands uh, that were on the soundtrack or that were playing throughout the movie, but... Uh-huh. At that age, I was listening to that kind of music. So that's sort of yeah. another thing. I was like, fuck, I missed out on this because, like, these are some great songs that I definitely would have played and played and played and played on repeat. Um, oh, and I did. <laughs> I was, if I was, you know, when I was that age. So, um, yeah, definitely I enjoyed that aspect of it, too. I just to go back to your, if I may, just your oh, other yeah. question. I would argue 14-year-olds, maybe in a social media age, which is, I think, something we can talk about, too, is, like, this movie is right before social media kind of explodes and Facebook becomes, like, how we as a generation connect with each other. So Mm -hmm. maybe a 14-year-old now watching this might find less to relate to with it. That's actually very true. I do still think it holds up mainly with its messaging. And I do think, again, George's performance is really endearing. And she's just so funny that... I know. It's almost like if you're going to watch it now as a 14-year-old, you can at least... It's it's maybe like watching a movie for us from the 90s of just like, oh, this is of its time. And I I can enjoy it knowing that it, it is kind of dated. But it's still a good movie and it's still fun and I can still like get enjoyment from it. That is a good point. I I hadn't thought of that because they have like yeah you're right cell phones. But there's like this one scene where Georgia is on the phone with Jazz and she's like, "Oh, Tom is texting. I gotta go by." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you couldn't text and call at the (laughs) same time. You had to do one or the other." Holy shit, (laughs) that's insane. Wait, also there was one part where after they find. Angus, um, the cat, right. uh, they, the, the brother, Tom was like, oh, uh, uh, Robbie, by the way, Lindsay called. And I'm like, on what? I'm like, I was like, what? I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, I just thought that was funny. And also, okay. Going back to the things that we're relating, I'm just fangirling now, but like at the time, I felt like Georgia because I was like, oh, she's like awkward and whatever. And whatever. Okay, okay. 
And then she's like, I'm like, oh, she loves cats. I love cats. And then and then for her to like freak out that this guy loves cats, I was like, <laughs> yes, this is doing it for me. Like, <laughs> I was like, I am right there with you. <laughs> I was honestly thinking of you a little bit watching it. I'm like, I see some of Haley in this character. Oh, jeez. I mean, I love, I really like her a lot. But yeah, also like how like, genius and funny is that costume in the beginning oh my god and she's like i like wanted to get this right and then all her friends suck and they don't (laughs) like are they're not the food and you're like oh god yeah i mean not that that's ever happened but i just appreciated her like no we're gonna go all as like hors d'oeuvres it's like that's hilarious and like for me i've done my fair share of punny halloween costumes so like i really appreciated that it it did remind (laughs) me of the drama that would ensue when trying to organize or figure out a group costume in high school and the like the camp of (laughs) I would usually fall into the camp of I want to be funny and clever and like I want people to like think or like get it right away and there would be other people who were like but I want to be cute and like you know, it wasn't, again, like, they point out, which I think is a good thing that they bring up, is, like, guys don't rate you on your funniness. It's like, that should be an attribute. It's so sad. And, like, I started to feel that way, too. I was like, oh, yeah, like, it's, guys don't give a shit if you're funny. Like, it's about how you look, which is so fucked up. But I, for a bit, was like, that was how I, like, I definitely saw myself in Georgia in that, too, because I'm like, I would have been her. Like, I want to be funny and clever and, like, have a good time with my friends. I know. And, like, there, <laughs> you know, I knew people who were, you know, more than willing to do something less funny and more, you know, hip. Just mainstream. Yeah, cool. Because, yeah. you know, being, like, I think one Halloween I wanted to be Fruit of the Looms with people. And, like, this is in college at this point. Oh. And, like, nobody. Oh, wait, I think you told me Nobody wanted to do it. Because that isn't sexy. It's. It's funny and maybe even lame, but it's, you know, not what girls do. No, that's so funny. I mean, this always comes back to Austin Powers, but again, like, there was one year when we were, like, probably in high school, and you were like, what if we went, and you were a fembot, and I was Austin Powers, and I was like, I don't know if my mom would let me. (laughs) I was like, I don't know if we can find a dress like that. For somebody who thought they were so mature, I was really immature. No, that's hilarious. I mean, could you imagine if we, like, did that? That'd be hilarious. But I don't know if anyone it would have been funny. It. But definitely we would have, like, if you went as a fembot, like, you would have been asked to, like, change your outfit. Oh, definitely. So, yeah. Definitely. When I was yeah. Catwoman, I felt, I, like, wore a skirt, like, over the costume. Because I was, like, I'm literally just in, like, a, a, a latex <laughs> jumpsuit. But I also was that because I was like the person I was, they were all being like superheroes and I was like, well, I just need to like be something. I don't know. So, but I did I was I like it. aware. Yeah. I was like, this is going to get me in trouble. <laughs> so unfair though. It's like, it's covering my whole body. Right? There were those guys, LOL, our friends, that would like wear that green man suit. It was basically, if you guys can imagine like a green screen. Yes. But, like, on a person. And, like, you could see stuff, you know? Like, yeah. it's tight. They're basically wearing tights. Yeah. And then the teachers would just be like, oh, haha, like, maybe put a pair of shorts on. And I'm like, that's really <laughs> disturbing. I No one needs to have that high school boys running around 
and like <laughs> tights. I don't know. That green suit, I feel like, was all the rage in our high school. Like for like 2009 to 2012, the green suit was just a thing. Yeah. And then it died. And then it died. <laughs> Probably for good. <laughs> for good reason. I think this kind of goes back to like this movie is, I really do think this movie is sort of like a time capsule. It, it is yeah. like, this is 2008. And no other year. Right. Like, if you want to know what this year was like, watch this movie. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, from the fashion to the music to the lingo to, like, what was socially acceptable or not, it's uh, it's just, again, very much of its time. Yeah. And, like, something we've brought up before, but I think just now that we're more conscious of this and aware of it, it's sort of hard not to notice and pick up on and be maybe, like, put off by even if it says something maybe innocent or played off for laughs, like when I think his name's Peter mm-hmm. at that party, like forces himself sort of on. Oh Georgia. yeah. I was like, dude, she just, Oh, a scene I for, okay, go, go, go. No, it just, so again, it's, it's like, I'm not like the movie's not trying to um, like condone that of course but they're also not criticizing it and it doesn't ever really get addressed it's just oh yeah peter's like so after me and well it is kind of nice to see georgia have like different suitors of of sorts like yeah i like Like, that that's kind of nice because again like as at that age like you think like nobody likes you if you had the low self-confidence that i did you're like, nobody likes me, and I would never have that many people after me. But, like, seeing her, it's like, okay, maybe this could be a thing. Or even that, it's just a fantasy, and it's nice to sort of, like, put yourself in her shoes for the hour and a half of this movie. But still, like, watching that scene, because it then kind of does get a little risque. Like, all these people are seeing her underwear. I know. And, like, her lying down. Like, again, it's it's meant to be innocent and sort of funny, but it is kind of... It, that has not aged well, and that doesn't hold up. Yeah. And, like, that's a bit uncomfortable. Also, too, because he doesn't really ever get told, like, that's not okay. And, I know. And, you know, again, I just don't think there's that awareness there. Also, and I'm not, like, make, <laughs> making excuses for this kid, but I think it was, like, I think he's, you know, supposed to be sort of, like, kind of creepy, just in general in this movie. And I know they yeah. all go there to, like, you know, learn about kissing from him or whatever. And, like, I think that yeah. just whole, that whole thing is supposed to be creepy and he has a, a giant poster of, like, Hugh... Grant. Who, Hugh Grant, yeah. <laughs> Hugh Grant in his room and you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he is... Everything with Peter Dyer is really awkward. Um, but uh, something I wanted to bring up in relation to that scene you just talked about is right before that, and they're dancing at this party, and Georgia's dancing with her friend Ellen, and oh, something yeah. I, like, I think we could still relate to now if we, like, could go out. Yep. Um, yep. The, so good. I don't think I've ever seen it portrayed this well in a film. Like, the awkward shuffle that women have to yes. do to like avoid dancing with someone that you don't want to dance with like you're trying to be polite and not have to actually tell this person no because oh the men have fragile egos like uh-huh. and you don't want to embarrass this person probably I don't know it's loud it's a club whatever like 
I don't know, in our experience. But even, I just, it took me back to even at school dances where you're like, or like college parties where like someone's kind of like, gives you eye contact and then you're like, oh, what? Like, hey, and then you, it's a little too long or they misread something and then they kind of inch in and then you have to like dance like around them and like not go right in front of them because then they'll start grinding on you. But then like also not like front to front because then they'll like think you're dancing with that. It's just a whole, it's so awkward. But I was like, I related, I related to that so much. <laughs> I did too. And that's a great thing to mention. I, again, like props to them for sort of picking up on something that <laughs> unfortunately does kind of start young. For it's so sad. Not just women, but like you have to like literally like figure out how to navigate a situation like that as young as 14 when you go to if you start going to parties with kids your age that can stick with you for like decades because yeah this happens at bars it happens at clubs it happens kind of in any social situation if if dancing's involved which is like it's funny yes but it is also kind of fucked up yeah but i do agree that they did a really good job of like poking fun at this but also making a point to show it because it is a thing yeah I mean it's just so awkward and like men I don't know who's listening to this but stop doing that just like go up and be like do you want it could be loud you you can lean in that's uh, again take the hint yeah try to read body language are you like I mean maybe they're drunk okay which is not good but this kid wasn't drunk anyway (laughs) I mean it's like lean in and just be like hey do you want to dance and like if she's like actively like running away from you on the dance floor probably doesn't want to dance with you like I just I I get so annoyed when men don't take hints like that I'm like I couldn't be more obvious I know like what direction my body's facing and I obviously didn't point it towards you so just saying (laughs) just because I'm shaking my ass or dancing in any fucking I don't know, way like, doesn't I'm mean that that's an invitation friends, i just want to dance like you can't assume it's not that, an invitation like, just because this girl like, is like yeah it's not an invitation on me yeah just dancing is not an invitation right oh man good yeah i the scene with him in the bushes though good good thing you brought that up that is but after that, it is nice that again they gave the they made the choice to have Robbie not shame her, not make her feel bad. Just you know, I don't even know what he says, but it's pretty insignificant because then she immediately is like, "It's not like that. We're not together." Yeah, and then it becomes this really sweet, funny scene that they I have know. this moment together. So I again appreciate that. Um, and it makes me like Robbie as a character, as a, you know, male interest mm-hmm. um, more because he's not inhibiting any of the toxic qualities men can in those situations. Yeah. When she's like even out with his other friend, it's not about, oh, how could you like date so many people or like that he thinks she is. It's like about just her navigating these situations. And I, yeah, I, I, I liked that as well. He didn't make it, and the movie didn't make it about, um, like, slut-shaming anybody. Yeah. It, it's, I like that it's just about him and her. Yeah. Like, I was hurt. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like he's not pointing blame at like other people or right, you know, anything that isn't related to them. However, though, again, I was like Team Georgia all the way. So that scene when she's like, she looks so just, like miserable picking up the trash. I know. I'm also like, is this like punishment for something? I like, guess why are you picking like, up detention? trash? That's much I more forget. Detention is in those schools. I don't know. Right. I, two things about that scene. One, I sort of, I don't know. I, I like, I get it. It's fucked up to, I agree. It's fucked up to like use somebody, like using somebody is, is wrong and uh-huh. not okay. And I understand Robbie's frustration in using his friend, which let's be real. They don't seem like friends. We never see them hang out. Dave the last. Yeah, they were so, together for like one scene in the beginning. Like I, that seems like a stretch. I, there must have been a couple scenes of their friendship that got cut out for like TV time or something. For sure. Maybe they, there were a couple of scenes. I just don't find that argument to be that strong on Robbie's part. Um, so I, I guess I take issue with mm. how hurt he is. Like I think it would have been better if he had just said, you know. I wish you wouldn't have used somebody or would I, yeah, don't use my friend to like make me jealous. Like here's where I was coming from. Unless does that actually happen? I don't know. I don't know. A part of me was just like, don't be mad at Georgia. Like she is obsessed with you. And but also he like, said he was you gonna... also ghosted her for like I know. a week. Like you kind of kissed her. Like there was no way she was going to make the first move. Dude, yeah. you have a girlfriend. And then you're like, I got to sort right. some things out. And then just and then you, zero follow And then he, like, didn't break up with her, Lindsay. So it's like, all right, George is going to move on. And, yes, like, she shouldn't have used Dave. But, like, she wasn't, like, going – I mean, yeah, I guess it was bad. But she wasn't, like, going after him. Oh, that makes it sound worse because he, like, liked her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, but I think that's the other thing, too, worse. right? Dave – and, like, this is honestly more just, like – a plot line issue less about like the characters themselves but with having one or two scenes prior to Dave telling Georgia that he really likes her I just can't really believe I like I just and again I think that's like a structural issue with yeah the movie. like you didn't give enough like exposition you didn't give enough time for like this relationship or like these feelings to make sense yeah. because you just saying that to her at a bar I don't really feel bad that then you were used. Like, yeah, that's wrong, mm-hmm. but there's just not enough there for me to feel like, yeah, you, she treated you like shit. Like you went on one date. Yeah. And, and, and she just like tried you to just end told it her that you like her. Like, yeah. Right. But I guess something that I just thought of, I guess I can relate to that. Like, I guess teen thing where you're like, Oh, I went out with this person. I must like them. Right. Like you, you kind of like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just remember like um there was there's this dance in our town um where like people have to where the girls sort of have to ask the guys first. Sadie Hawkins, yeah. basically. And you're not supposed to, but girls basically like call dibs on people and like, you know, the I didn't, at some point I didn't know who to ask, but it was like so and so told so-and-so I needed a date and then someone asked me and then like that person assumed 
that like because we were because I said yes that like then we were like going out for a few weeks and it was just like one of those things where we I think we both were like not that we didn't like each other but not in that way like it was just like okay we went to this thing and then like cool but we were so young and we just weren't mature enough to be like okay cool like we just needed to go to this dance together fine now it's this whole thing where it's like oh they must be going out without any either of us actually thinking if we liked this other person exactly I I, so I I think a part of me is like come on like cut her some slack like she it's not okay but it's also not worth I know everybody icing you out over your best friend your potential boyfriend you getting um like uh, shit for it by this guy like I just I think you're totally right it's like this is how you figure out shit you make mistakes and you learn from them yeah and like well also she knew I mean props to her like she knew what her feelings were and she knew what she wanted and I feel like, again, Dave was like, oh, Georgia's cool. Like, we had a nice time. And and then at the end, I mean, this is getting nitpicky, but, like, it's a, I know they're supposed to wrap it up in a nice little bow, but at the end, like, Georgia introduces him to Ellen. And it's like, and then he's like, oh, okay, it's all good. And then you're like, okay, so he doesn't, like, actually know who he likes. He just likes a girl who's nice and will talk to him like it's just such a bottom like just the base level of like but speaking of the rift between Georgia and Jazz um well I guess they don't really have this fight on the field hockey field but I oh my god field hockey the fight with her and Lindsay is on the field hockey field but I was like, oh my god, I don't think I'd ever seen field hockey portrayed in a movie either. And that also brought me back because Avril and I used to play field hockey together, you guys. Yes, that's such a good point. I think I felt a little, not like I related to that scene, of course, but I did not play um, any position other than goalie when I was on the team, which I hated. So... I have a bitter taste oh, in my mouth. And you were a really good goalie, thank though. Thank you. Um, didn't always feel like that, but I'm glad you thought so. But yeah, I think it's like I watched that and I'm like, oh, uh, field hockey. But it was, it was I know, fun. I, like, I was like, oh, field hockey for like you, me. It's fun to look back. And then I was like, oh, ugh. And then I like <laughs> thought about the cringy things. Field <laughs> hockey is fun only, like when I look back, I'm like, oh, it's mainly negative memories, but the few positive ones are only social. It's, like, bus rides to and from games and, like, side chatter on the yeah. sidelines with my friends. So many politics. But oh, I don't God. miss that sport and I don't miss that team. But I am glad I we're miss still friends. I miss playing a game, though, oh, like that. Yeah. And I really... I mean, you have done a team sport more frequent, more recently than I have Um Av rode crew at Northeastern. I, I um, I'm sorry. I need to correct you there. You don't row crew. <gasps> oh, sorry. Okay. I sound sorry. like such a dick. You were on the crew team. Even that is repetitive. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, because the crew is a yes. team. I was on. Oh my god. Okay, educate <laughs> us. Sorry, tangent. Educate. I am all such of us. an asshole. I. No, I want to know. I was on the Northeastern women's rowing team. 
rowing team. Yes. Okay. I, rowing team. I was it. on a crew or I a was on crew. a rowing team. Okay. Oh God. People, people say <laughs> crew team all the time. So like, I'm just being a dick there, but like technically no, it's one or the other. But yeah, I didn't do any, um, like team sports like that in college. So I, I miss that aspect and I miss like, there was a side of me that's very competitive and I yes. can only get I've... so much of that out playing Settlers of Catan. So I really like, I know that competitive really side to you. <laughs> yeah. I, I miss the camaraderie. I miss the, you know, it's not just about you. It's about all of us. The collective goal, sharing the, let's achieve this together. And then the endorphins you get from like a solid workout, just from like being I outside know. or being active and like moving we around. We practice twice a day. Like I, that was probably the fittest I ever was. So fit. Oh, what a fitty. I love the slang in this. Can we talk about that? Can we touch on that right now? Because I... Yes, I let's tried, touch on it before we... I tried writing down all of the words or phrases I did not know. <laughs> um, slaggy. Okay. Does that mean slutty? I think that's like... Slutty? I think a little bit, but it's like underneath. Like, slut's kind of... Risque? High up on the... I, I, I think slaggy because they were able to say it in a PG-13 movie. Yeah. Is less severe i should have like even though it kind of sounds similar i should have looked all these up on urban dictionary before i, I we started recording i should have also i mean we could right now but i just figured like oh it's 2008 british slang so these might not even be fully like still a thing oh to be grumpy yeah it sort of had huh. this like negative connotation i just can't remember if it's Flying off the handle. I don't remember what context they used it in. Yeah, I can't tell if it's about, like, your appearance or about your attitude. But it is negative. Slaggy, yeah, slutty, promiscuous. That's what slaggy means. Beyond the pants. Wow, this is a weird description. A British slang term, foreign only in the occurrence of when a fellow reacts or demonstrates in such behavior that represents them as an absolute gob okay now i don't know what a gob is we're getting deep into a hole here i <laughs> i don't even know what gob is that's not really i guess just i translating well. appreciated all of the slang i just didn't understand all of it um i liked i don't know if it was just a georgia phrase or if this is like a british phrase but like when she would be like it's so beyond the valley of whatever like mm. she's like i was so Beyond the Valley of Desperate, and I was so beyond the Valley of, like, I was like, that's cute. I like Then that. Beyond Pants must mean a similar thing. It must be in the same vein. Yeah. But I like that they call cute guys fit. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a really <laughs> bad attempt at a British accent. I could do much better, no, but. Great. Uh, speaking um, of fit, yeah. another thing I, I, I don't think I touched on it, but another thing I related to at that age I was obsessed with boys I was constantly oh, yeah. thinking about them I was never gonna go to the lengths that Georgia does to um I get there I know we never like stalked anybody I mean we can I mean define stock because again with Facebook 
Oh, well, that doesn't... That, you know, um, I mean... which again was like exploding right when this movie comes out and when we're um, entering high school, but... I didn't go to the I didn't go to the lengths that she does in this movie, and it's a movie, so it's gonna all be dramatized. Uh, but I definitely thought about them in the same way that these girls do, and obsessed over them, and uh, you know, felt I felt very inadequate. Like there's, I just from afar I will admire, but I won't like say anything. I won't do anything. Like I just want to be inconspicuous. I don't really. I want to be invisible. And in a way, I appreciate that Georgia, like, goes after what she wants, like you said. And, like, I think... I know. I really I respect that about I, her. I mean, who knows? I doubt that would have changed my actions or my inaction at that age if I'd seen this um, when I was 14. But I... I mean, it didn't change mine. So. I'd like to think seeing this would have maybe inspired me to, like, maybe try to talk to somebody um, that I had a crush on or, you know just maybe be a little more outgoing and a little more um, personable, but I was 14 and extremely insecure and in the throngs of puberty. So I, I really doubt that was going to have an effect on me, but again, it's just good to see that it, it is, this is a good representation. And like, I think this is a good more or less ideal to aspire to. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I, I, I really like Georgia because she, yeah, just goes after what she wants and she's not, not ever want, like, yes, she holds Robbie in really high regard, but like, she's also like thinking that she can get him. She's like, right. never once is she like, oh, he's so out of my league. Exactly. I'm not even going to try. Um, which I really appreciated. And also I just liked, I kind of back to like her with the Dave, the laugh thing, like, I remember, too, if anyone ever expressed, like, even the slightest interest, then I feel like I would be (laughs) disinterested. Because then I was like, oh, that must be a joke. Right. Like, why would you like me? Right. Exactly. Right? You're you're like, ha ha. No, no. You're like, (laughs) I'm like, that's, you're, well, that's funny. I I think it's... it's (laughs) maybe unfortunate now still and I it, this isn't an original thought but this whole idea of like um when somebody when you think somebody's so out of your league that your guard kind of does drop because you're just like there's no way in hell I have a chance with this person so like I don't right. care how I act around them because there's no way you're ever going to be into me um it's yeah like, and then when they are you're like, like oh my god what I mean <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, 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 yeah, completely felt that way. Sort of still do now sometimes. Yeah, or like, oh, you must not be all I thought because why would you ever like someone like me? Which is so sad. It's like not a good way to think. Yeah, you start to question, you're like, well, maybe you're not as cool as I thought because there's no way you could think I'm this cool. Yeah, no, but that reminds me too of something that happened in college where like I went to this party with one of my roommates who like was and still is a model we went to this party there's all these other like model people there other a lot of other attractive people and I am kind of just acting like all right I'm not gonna be 
I, I'm like, I know I'm probably the ugliest person at this party, right? So then I go in and I'm true. just like, I'm just being myself. Okay. Then like, I guess over the next few weeks, like she meets this guy at this party. He has a friend there and she's like, oh, I'm going out with so-and-so from the party. But his friend like wants to know if you want to come too. And I was like, oh, he's just saying that because like. I was coming up with all these excuses. I'm like, that's not true. Like, he probably, his friend probably just is begging him to come. So he's not alone on this date. And, like, he just wants to have someone. And the only other friend of hers he knows is me. Like, I was, like, going through all these things. Like, this model will not like me. <laughs> but anyway, that was short-lived. Um, I can't say I... But I was like, I still was like, I mean, it kind of worked into my advantage just for me to be like, I know I'm the ugliest one here. Let's go. Let's have fun. Let's like play some beer pong. I don't know. I highly (laughs) doubt. I'm not just saying this because I'm one of your best friends. I highly doubt you were the ugliest person there. Haley, you are beautiful. I mean, you should have seen the people at this party. I'm sure they were. I was like... Haley, I'm sure they were very attractive. Mariana, you should have told me to dress differently. Like, what? I'm sure they were very attractive, but you are literally beautiful. You are so gorgeous. Thank you. So I... I bet people were like, oh, another model when they saw you, so... Except I'm like five feet. No, I'm five five. But compared, to, actually, she's really short. But anyway, height, <sighs> height, and modeling. Well, whatever. Um, I can't say I've had a similar experience. I have yet to be invited to any model parties, but you know, never. It wasn't a. Mo- it was just like a. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. Um, I that could still happen for me. Somebody did. Um. Uh, somebody did tell me though that they thought I was a model, and that is one of the highest. Co- well, you're so tall. Th- you have the height for model. You have the eyebrows. You have the Thank like you. gorgeous hair. You have the whole thing. I mean, you could do it. I'm, you know, I'm not too old, right? Okay, so yeah, there's just one more point I want to bring up, um, and then I'll see if you have anything else. So, I even when I first watched this movie, I. Maybe it was Wanderlust or whatever, but I was so enamored by, like, where they shot this. And I was like, where is this beautiful town that's so quaint and so low-key? And it's, like, just this gorgeous place by the ocean. Like, I understand it's not tropical. It's England. But I was still like, oh, my God, it's like this place by the beach. It just felt so cozy and homey. And um, I don't know. Did you, like, get any Wanderlust vibes? Like, did you want to, like, then go to this place that they were shooting in? Yes and no. I definitely think that first shot is really pretty. And a part of me was like, are they in like Southern France? Like it, it just the lighting Mm. and the colors and the, the whole, the whole shot, that entire frame just is really beautiful. Um, I doubt Eastbourne is like that. (laughs) I'm sure some editing was involved and, you know, other parts are probably not as picturesque, but, um, it, yeah, I, I, w- I've always wanted to see the English coastline because I've only ever been to, for, to London and that was for like a couple days, literally like a year before this movie came out. So I actually was in England like a year before. Um, and that, oh, that crazy. was 13 years ago. So it's been a minute. I primarily though would really just want to go there to get, the fish and chips that everybody's always eating at that boardwalk stand. 
Yeah, Those I hope they so good. do that there. I do yeah, think that's like must. a British thing, though. So it doesn't. I don't think that's like like a thing of Brighton or Eastbourne. I don't think that's some like local. No, delicacy. no, no. It just seems like it'd be but better yeah. like towards the coast because you're right you know? by the water. So ideally, that fish is yeah. fresh, even though it's been fried. Um, exactly. I did think, <laughs> yeah, you know, the location was. Yeah, like, again, I've I've always sort of been curious about the English coastline, but um, there are other parts of the country that I would rather go to. But I do think they shot it pretty well, and or I, they captured that city pretty well and made it look. Mm-hmm. I mean, they must have shot in the Very in picturesque. the summer, yeah. Because I'm like, England is not that. That's sunny, true. They did make it look that fairly lush. sunny. Yeah, I'm like, you must have filmed this in a really short window because <laughs> yeah. this is not the That's England true. I think of when I think of England. No. No. Definitely not. Um, so any other last things you want to bring up? The I guess the last thing I'll say is, and this is just, it is kind of more of the same, but I want to just point it out that the dress that she wears to her birthday party is almost the exact same dress I wore to sophomore year prom. Like that was sweetheart top, a purple dress, um, a poofy skirt. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that dress. I was like, why didn't I ever wear a dress like that? It's great. It's fantastic. Um, so just like that visual, I was like, it just took me right back. Which, at this point, oh, that dance was 10 so years good. ago, so that made me feel Oof. a bit old. Uh, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, that whole, like, end, like, that whole party scene, again, it was just very 2008. You've got a band playing at someone's party. I know. The hair of um, the bandmates. I mean, everybody's hair in this movie is, like... They all the look poof, like Panic at the Disco. The, the hair poof. That was a thing back then. Oh! Yes! Oh my and, like, god. And Jazz rocks it. I think Georgia might even rock it at one point. I, mean, I know, like poof, bump it. Yeah, that was a thing. The hair poof had a life. It's When it did ended. Jersey Shore come out? 2009, like, a year later. 2000, ah! Yeah. They, <laughs> so hilarious. maybe this was the yeah. genesis of the hair poof. Maybe Snooki was inspired maybe, by this. Yeah. I don't know if I have any other thoughts or, or things I wanted to say about it. Alrighty. Well, I'm happy that you finally watched it because, yeah, it's not like the deepest movie. It's not the most like groundbreaking. But again, it's like it was meant for like tween girls. It was made by Nickelodeon. Like it was it's basically a Disney Channel movie. Um and it's just fun, and I mean, honestly, I do feel like this was, like, kind of a good girl power movie for, like, young adults. And going back to something you said earlier, you're totally right. It is, like, something that I think girls pretty much just around our age can relate to because of that weird window where it was, like, we had cell phones, but it wasn't yet social we didn't have Facebook or Instagram yet so it was right in that cusp where it was like right before um so I think that's also like and it just brings watching it again just brings me back to like all our 
like shenanigans yeah <laughs> back in high school I it was a pleasant I, I had pleasant twinges of nostalgia watching this movie it's been hard yeah. this pandemic to not have FOMO about like everything yeah. like I'm missing out on life I'm missing out on this thing or that thing um and yeah I know I said before like I had it felt like FOMO like I missed out on like watching this with you and with our friends uh when we were younger but Overall, I, I felt more of just a nostalgia for when we were this age and how we were feeling, what we were thinking, what we were doing, which is like, it's nice to sort of think back because, yeah, those were hard times and we definitely were going through a lot, lots of up and downs. But just to sort of think back mm-hmm. then to where we are now, I mean, where we are right now isn't the best, yeah. but... Um, just how much as people exactly. we've grown. And, and like, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's sort of, you know, maybe that was a simpler time, or at least it can feel like that. But just, it was a night, it was a good reminder of, like, all the fun times that we had at that age. And it made me yeah. miss you more than I already do. Oh, I know I want to watch yeah. this with you. Same. But it was so much fun to talk about with you. Oh my gosh, yeah. And we'll watch it. We will do a you know, retroactive sleepover sometime soon. All right. So that wraps up our conversation on Angus thongs and perfect snogging. Next time we're going to be discussing planes, trains, and automobiles. And this will be our final episode of season one. I kind of can't believe that we couldn't figure out uh, a Christmas movie that neither one of us hadn't seen. So we decided on more of a general one and it's really about Thanksgiving, but we just thought it was fitting because it is the holiday season and Haley hadn't seen that. So it works with our format. Yeah, it's a big one. I'm so, so excited to finally watch this. (laughs) And it'll be good comic relief for what unfortunately has been a really, really awful week in terms of what's happening with the pandemic um, and just a a crazy, hard, hard year uh, that 2020 has been. Yeah, this podcast has definitely been some relief for us, Avril and I, and I mean, our few listeners, like we hope it's been some relief for you guys just to kind of take yourselves out of it for a bit um, I know in this pandemic, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts because I like to <laughs> hear people. <laughs> I basically miss people. So, um, if this is helping you a little bit, that's all we could ask for. Like, this is really just for us, but we are so thankful for anyone and everyone who have, like, has listened to these. Um, yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, something we'll touch on again before uh, the end of the next episode. But um, just remember, um, you know, to um, if you're in Georgia, if you live in Georgia, if you know someone who lives in Georgia, please um, tell them to vote in the Senate runoff race. Um, You know, we kind of want to flip the Senate. We're kind of pretty close. Um, So anyway... Um, With that, we'll provide the links that we've been providing um, in our uh, 
Instagram captions for this episode. Um, and all that's left is to say um, thank you guys again so much for listening. Um, remember, we're all in this together. Um, stay safe uh, this holiday season. Uh, wear a mask. Please keep wearing masks. Avoid um, avoid large gatherings. Avoid pretty much any gatherings without your whoever you're living with um, inside. And uh, please keep washing your hands and sanitizing. This is not over. Um, unfortunately, kind of far from it. So uh, please keep uh, up, you know, the precautionary things that you guys have been doing. Um, and we love you. And I love Avril. Uh, well said, Haley. I love you so much. I love you all for listening. Again, hope this brings you some joy in what have been some truly, truly tough times. We will be back in a week, probably, with our, our final episode of the season. So stay tuned. Until then, though. Bye. Yay. Bye, guys. Thank you. What an ugly cat.